Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey you guys, we're back. Another episode, I don't know what number, but <laughs> let's say 18, 19, 18. Okay, and so I'm sitting here with the lovely Leah Hill hey. of Kindred Media and Entertainment. That's and me. yes, we have some really important things to talk about because festival is coming up next weekend. Man, what? <laughs> this time next week, I'll be in bed just happy yes, that it's over. As you should be. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know the drill. I'm going to read you a little bit about Leah before we get into our questions. Leah Hill is the founder of Kindred Media and Entertainment. She started her company in 2017 after committing herself to resituating Detroit as a cultural capital. Her endeavors began by planning her first event, the Kindred Music and Culture Festival. The inaugural festival took place in August 2018 and highlighted young Black creatives in the city. The University of Michigan Ross School of Business alumna does not shy away from hard work. In addition to running her own company, Leah works full-time doing branding and event management work for Ignition Media Group. As a young Black woman, Leah understands the importance of representation and plans to continue her commitment of fo- to fostering platforms for Black creatives in Detroit culture. Hey, girl. Hey, that's me. <laughs> that is all that's you. synopsis. Yes, pretty much. I mean, there was more that we could have gotten into, but, you know, I had to shorten it for the people leave it for later yes (laughs) so my first question for you is just to talk about kindred media entertainment so as i mentioned you started in 2017 Mm -hmm. um because you wanted to pretty much just showcase detroit culture and just build it up so just talk to me more about your inspiration for starting your company yeah for sure so the inspiration for starting kindred like you said was really this goal to situate Detroit as a cultural capital. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we've seen Detroit be respected for that since the Motown era, really. Um, And I think if you're in Detroit, if you're on the ground, you know how much talent there is, you know how much is happening here. Mm -hmm. But there, there needs to be kind of like a beacon or in the hopes of the festival, maybe like, you know, a weekend event where we attract people from a regional and national level Mm -hmm. and so kindred is the you know the umbrella of a lot of things i hope to do within the media and entertainment sector and i'm still like figuring out exactly what i want to be very much too um the festival was kind of the okay this is going to be our staple this is how people will you know be introduced to kindred as a brand and i'm still figuring out what comes next and what i want to grow into and how do I expand it? How do I build upon the brand and make, you know, smart business decisions in relation to that brand? Mm-hmm. Um, which is hard, but, you know, yeah. we're figuring it out. Right. <laughs> and you're doing a great job. <laughs> and so just like you mentioned, part of the um, part of your company includes the festival. Right. And so just to even put on an entire music festival is I can't even think of, like, where to start. Yeah. And so this is your second year doing it. Yeah. So just talk to me about how you got the idea for the festival, kind of, like, what steps you had to take to put this in motion and, Mm -hmm. you know, what you have to do leading up to the event next weekend. Yeah. So I I love festivals. Mm -hmm. Um, I enjoy going. I think in college I was always asked, like, do you want to go to Lollapalooza? Do you want to go to... XYZ festival Mm -hmm. and 
there was always a hesitation because I didn't really want to be in a crowd surrounded by people who don't look like me. Okay. That's, you know, it can be an uncomfortable feeling. You can't enjoy the moment as much. Right. Um, Even like things like going to see, right? Like if you went to Lollapalooza, you saw Cardi B. And Mm -hmm. you've even like, there's times where you can see videos of someone like Meg Thee Stallion at Mm -hmm. a festival and the crowd is just like not engaged. Yeah, Beyonce at Coachella. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Where you can just see that these people are on the stage and the crowd that's there to see them is just there to go to the festival but right. not because they care about the music or the person on stage. Right. And I'm like, that's not necessarily a festival experience that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, then I had the pleasure of going to Afropunk mm-hmm. in Brooklyn, in New York. I think I went maybe in like 2016 okay. or 15, one of those years. And absolutely loved it like it was amazing to be around people who look like you right. who are like expressing themselves but one of my thoughts was like while I was there was like I don't necessarily consider myself punk yeah I'm like I love the lineup but you know I don't identify as right punk. you know what I mean and so I thought to myself what if there was a festival that was just you know all about blackness and was all about coming up and showing up in a way that just represents your blackness because mm-hmm. you know there's so many there's no one way Yeah, blackness shows up. There's exactly. no one way to be black. Mm-hmm. Um, so wanting to create a festival that centered around that idea. So getting talent that I feel like is representative of a lot of different experiences, um, a range was something that was big, um, you know, having art, obviously. But I mean, again, it was really just, and I say this all the time, I was like, I want this. Mm-hmm. And I looked around and I was like, there's nothing comparable. Right. Why not? do it it seems mm-hmm. like a smart business decision there's not that much competition yeah um i can do that yeah and here i am doing it round two <laughs> round two so the first step that you had to take to secure the venue and mm. obviously because it's at roosevelt park in Quirktown, right um and so there's like some things some paperwork that you have to fill out man um so what I did you have to do all the time there's this episode have you seen the episode of insecure yes she tries I was to thinking, throw, yeah. <laughs> and they just start handing her paperwork mm-hmm. and fees and yep. she's just like oh right that was me okay <laughs> like i'm gonna spend all day tuesday finishing up permitting mm-hmm. like i'm just gonna be at the city building yeah for two hours well, see potentially you. right i'll be like <laughs> i'm just sitting here what are you doing um it's it's a it's a whole process. So yeah. you have to go through the special events mm-hmm. committee. Um, you sit in front of like a panel of twelve people from oh, okay. fire, DPD, parks and rec, mm-hmm. um, business licensing. See that part I didn't know. Right of way for street clothes. like there there are so many pieces yeah. to the puzzle that is this festival and that's just in securing the location. Okay. And then are they, so what is it, how long do you have to wait before you like propose, like do your proposal, I guess, in front of Mm -hmm. them? And then how long does it take them to get back to you to say like, okay, this is okay to do? Yeah, it's, it's not a timely process, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, They ask that, you know, you obviously have to submit before 60 days. But other than that, it's pretty much like up in the air. They don't really start seeing people till the calendar year of Mm -hmm. the event, unless it's obviously like a January type event. Okay. You have to. Um... But I want to say I turned it in in like April, mm-hmm. maybe, and heard back like how did the months go? In uh, May. May. <laughs> May, yeah. So like maybe like there was a four week turnaround of them looking it over, 
Then you go meet with them. Then they have to pass it over to city councils for final approval. Okay. But once they approve, city council doesn't. Yeah. I mean, they look it over, but they don't really mm-hmm. reevaluate anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Parks and Rec. <laughs> I have a love hate relationship. <laughs> it, and it's just that it's a very big fee. Yeah. A very, very big fee. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fee that would prevent a lot of people from being able to do this. Okay. Like a huge barrier, like a huge barrier to entry. Okay. That is like it's upsetting because it's just like if you don't have the capital, I'm like, lucky I have a full-time job. And right. Like my, the people working with me are willing to also like put in to see okay. it grow. But I'm like, how can you even be a young person who doesn't have financial backing mm-hmm. already just to want to do something for the city? Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I've talked to people, I'm like, why do I have to pay this? Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. Like, what am I paying for? Mm-hmm. Like, I get that I'm using the land, but it's a park that's not even being used that mm-hmm. much. Um, so that's that's one of my uh, triggers. Yeah. And that's so do you kind of just start saving, you know, pretty much like all the time because, oh, you know, yeah. OK, I literally pay my bills and like put the rest of my money into like the Kindred account. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And I know it's tough. It's been yeah. A, it's been for the past two years a very tough financial mm-hmm. experience for me between you know like buying a place. So it's yeah. Like, okay, I really need to pay my mortgage. I really need Girl. to pay my homeowners. Okay. <laughs> homeowners. My makes internet me is out. Fight oh, homeowners makes me want to fight someone too. <laughs> I'm like, okay, if my internet goes out, how am I going to get any work done at right. home? <laughs> like, I need to pay that. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also throwing a festival so it's been tough yeah um it's definitely been a challenge it has pushed me into adulthood very Mm -hmm. quickly Mm -hmm. to say the least the i mean the financial burden is the hardest part yeah it's the hardest part yeah just emotionally dealing with uh yeah yeah so (laughs) but i mean i feel like most entrepreneurs can relate to that and Mm -hmm. the reality of the festival space is that you don't break even maybe year two like if we break even like it'll be like oh my gosh we broke even wow okay yeah um i'm like if i lost three thousand dollars at the end of everything that would be a huge win okay compared to last year sheesh i think (laughs) Um, that's just something people don't think about because it's just like okay you're throwing a cool event great but they're not thinking about like how much you're you're literally pouring into i drained my savings like yeah no, this is like something I'm so committed to, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing it obviously for financial reasons because I'm not seeing any financial benefits. Because right. I really believe that we deserve this platform. Yeah, I love that passion. Yeah. And if your internet ever goes out, you know where you can come. Girl, I would be like, "Hello, I need to send some emails." <laughs> it's fine. You can come sit on the couch, and we'll just. I'm get like, I, will, I won't even be in your way. Nope, you're fine. <laughs> you are always welcome. So, how do you go about choosing the lineup for the event? It's super subjective. Mm-hmm. Um. It's really, like, I watch people, like, all year and see, like, you know, what is it like when they announce something? Like, do they have a following that, like, really comes out to see them? How much music have they put out? Mm-hmm. What's their performance like? Um, and the performance, the live performance piece is really the biggest. Okay. Knowing that it's one thing to have a big following, great music, but if I put you on stage, are you actually going to... Right. Are you giving me Carisha are vibes? You, right. <laughs> are you commanding the stage? Like, what is your stage presence? Yeah. How are your vocals live? Mm-hmm. Are you are you just are you a natural performer? Yeah. Um so really 
being a good performer is the biggest thing. Obviously, you know, having great music, but it's it's hard because there's so much talent yeah. here. Um, and then it really comes down to just, okay, I have this one person, they make comparable music, so maybe I'll just choose one of them and get someone else who's like in a different, it's frustrating not being able to put all the people I would like to put on it. Yeah. Um, honestly. So I always say like, I can't wait until it's, you know, two days, mm-hmm. two festivals, like two stages and I can just get as many Have people. Everybody. Yes. Do you let people submit applications to you to be performers? Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, and I had a lot of interest after the lineup came out and yeah. more, you know, obviously mm-hmm. during the marketing when more people were talking about it and I'm like, I'm sorry, but at this time, like, email me. So if you listen to this, like, yes. email me now about being on For next the 2020 year. lineup. Mm-hmm. Send your performance footage now. Like, I'm always like, keep me abreast to, like, new music you're putting out. Keep me abreast to the next time you're performing so I can come see you. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Email. Don't call. Don't text. Oh, email. email. There's a process, don't people. Don't tweet me. Because <laughs> that don't has DM to be me. frustrating, too. I'm like, my email is right there. Right. Just email yeah. me. People just be like, oh, well, I know her, so I'm just going to, it's like a process. Respect the process. Respect the process. Because I sometimes, like, want to keep me being able to, like, go out and, like, be social and have fun, like, personal. Yeah. Without making a business, which sucks because sometimes it's, like, kind Mm -hmm. of, it teeters between the two because I am going to see someone or, you know what I mean, or I am going to pass out flyers. Right. But... I'm like, email me. Yeah. Just, I'm like, email me live performance footage. Yep. And that's all. That's easy. Simple. Um, so everyone seemed like they had a great time last year. I love seeing everybody's outfits mm-hmm. and just seeing like the feedback that you got like on social. I wasn't able to go last year, but this year I'm going to be there. But I just want to know how you felt during the event, seeing everything just come together and people be there. And then how did you feel after I didn't feel during the event. Okay. <laughs> I did not feel. I was so, the first time around, just wanting everything to not fall apart. Yeah. Um, and it didn't. But I was just kind of like watching the whole time logistically versus um, really like sitting down. And there was a moment where I sat down. Someone was like, no, 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 come sit with me. Mm-hmm. Just take a minute. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Um, and I looked around. And I was like, Wow. Look at all these black people just having fun. Just being black. And, and being black and in an environment where they feel like they can dance yeah. and just be free, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, someone came up to me maybe a week after the festival, and they're like, that was honestly the first time I've been to a, an event, and it felt so specifically black. Wow. Like, you know, you go mm-hmm. to events, and obviously there's always, like, black people around, and, you know, it's a black event. Right. But they were like, no, it felt like a celebration of blackness. Love and I'm it. like, yes, that's what I wanted it to feel like. I, I wanted it to feel like did a black utopia. <laughs> I didn't. And it surprised me. The next day I was like, I texted um, Chelsea, who's like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, she's my partner in crime in this. And I was like, want to get brunch and, and talk about everything? And we just like <laughs> sat down and we talked about the money and the execution. Okay. <laughs> and we just started planning next year yeah like literally the sunday after Mm -hmm. so i think i'm still so right so this is something i've wanted to do for years okay 
like an idea Mm -hmm. and now I'm on the other side of actually executing this idea and I think I'm still learning what it feels like to be in that role okay of not just ideating but like this is actually what I do yeah do you know what I mean because people ask me what I do and I'm like oh I don't know right it's like no Leah you throw a festival right and I'm still stepping into that I think um and that stepping in process is still me like kind of figuring out and acknowledging like how it makes me feel but it, it, it is really really nice and i I genuinely love being able to like give a platform mm-hmm. to like young artists coming up. So I'm excited. I am working with like WJLB a little bit. Okay. So they'll have people there at the festival, which nice. I'm, like is great because performers will have a chance to perform yep. in front of, you know, radio, radio personalities mm-hmm. who hopefully can play them. Can yeah. get them. So, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm just happy about the Pistons are there. The Pistons are always looking for like local talent to work with. Okay. Um, I really, I genuinely am like really happy to be able to give people this platform. So, yeah. No, it, it feels good. It feels good. Yes. And I understand what you mean about kind of hyping yourself up because I feel like you're a very humble person as well. And so sometimes we are just like, you do so many things and you just don't even really acknowledge it because it's like, you feel like that's what you're supposed to be doing yeah. anyway. You yeah. know? And I feel like you're, and it's not a bad thing, but sometimes you do really have to be like that cheerleader for yourself. And then sometimes it does take other people to remind you and be like, hey, that was so great that you did that. And you're like, oh, I guess it kind of was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've had people come up to me like, you threw a festival, bro. Yeah. No, seriously. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like last year, I was just like, Leah is really this girl. Like, wow. I don't know. I really just try to... <laughs> I always joke. I'm like, I try to be like a white man about things, you know, like, Listen. what can I do? Because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's silly, but it's a mindset of just like, I can, I can, I do, can do this. <laughs> and I, I think sometimes, especially like as women, as like black people, sometimes because we don't want to fail because yep. failure feels like, oh my gosh, there won't mm-hmm. be another chance. We kind of like, we feel the need to over prepare, yep. prepare beyond what's needed. When you can... I can, like, I had the, a whole, like, festival thrower's Bible mm-hmm. type booklet I found. And it was, like, literally amazing. Yeah. But I was just looking through it. And there's so much you learn by actually doing it. Mm-hmm. So I just think people need to do it. Yeah. But I do. I, I do a lot. And I'm used to doing a lot. Like, yep. I've always, even in high school, been involved in organizations, college. Like, just doing a lot has mm-hmm. always felt normal to me. Same. So it definitely is hard to take a step back and be yeah. like, you're really, you know, doing some great things. Yes. Yeah. Well, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> it's still hard, though. It is. We'll get there. Yeah. We're not there yet, but we'll I'm not get there, there yet. <laughs> I will. That's something I'm working on. Yeah. <laughs> In therapy. That can Being be, able to celebrate myself. Yes. That can be our 2020 goal. We'll yes, hold each other accountable. Okay. I like that. Yeah. We can do that for sure. Okay. So what can attendees expect this time around? Oh, it's going to be so fun. Um, The lineup is literally amazing. Mm -hmm. Like from start to bottom. Yeah. It's just great. Um, I'm like, we have a harpist, ISMO. And I'm just so excited for that. That's a a moment where I personally am like, I'm going to stop what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and sit down and just enjoy this moment. Yes. Um, But I mean, I could go through our whole lineup and tell you how good everyone is. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, the Pistons are bringing a free, uh, free throw court and they're doing a contest, um, from 12 to five mm-hmm. winner gets a uh, season opener tickets, um, food trucks, art bar. Mm-hmm. It's just, 
it's just it's honestly a moment of being yourself and being in a space that feels safe um where your blackness feels like it's celebrated and it's yeah. highlighted and that's like the most beautiful thing mm-hmm. i mean yeah because i mean obviously there's activities and i talk about that all the time but it really is the the emotion in the the feeling of being in a space where you can just feel free yeah because like one thing i always get is what to wear yeah i'm like you should wear what feels like the most exaggerated version of yourself that Mm -hmm. you don't normally get to bring out okay so i think when i when it's like what to expect it's to expect a place where you can really show up as yourself and be yourself um and the beauty in that and right, and there's music, and there's yeah. activities, and there's food, and there's drinking. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But that's what I think you should expect. Yeah. So, people, I want to see some good looks. Oh, yeah. I want to see some outfits. My outfit is being made right now, and I'm excited. Yay. Can you give us, like, a little verbal preview of what it looks? Maybe, like, a color, or is it a two-piece I'm not going to give you color. Okay. But I'll give you, I'll give you the feel, okay. the vibe. Okay. I was like, okay, I want to feel. This is literally what I told Sydney, who's uh, shout out to Damsel in Distress, Sydney hey. Tucker. She's making my outfit. I was like, I want to feel like a fairy princess walking around, like flowing, like you know. Mm-hmm. So I sent her some pictures. You know, there'll be some layers, like you know, we're okay. giving layers. Um, but yeah, I'm giving you know, you know, okay, airy, I'm fairy in, vibes. I'm envisioning. Okay, I feel like I'm okay. I have an idea of like colors. But maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, guess. If you're right, I'll tell you. Okay. I'm feeling like a lavenderish, some green, Ooh. a little bit of blue. It'll be some blue. Okay. And a little bit of lavender. So okay. you were close. Yellow. No, no yellow. Okay. White. Slight white. Okay. So like white like is cream. kind of like a, okay. you know, an under undertone. Okay. I'm feeling like some tool is going to okay yeah i'm on it okay. She's, i'm like wow she just read me do you know me you know just a little do you know just me? a little it's funny people always are like uh when i compliment someone like they're like yeah like when i bought this shirt like if it's like a silk like flowy shirt they're like mm-hmm. i so was like leah will wear this yeah i'm like yeah my style is very i have my style mm-hmm. i think which i'm happy about yeah developing a personal style is so difficult oh it's really tough it's like who like who are you because your clothes will say that like yeah. who you are and if you're not somebody that really like is a big trend follower and mm-hmm. stuff it's just like okay well what are the things that I like outside of the things that everybody else is wearing so right. it can get a little crazy <laughs> no I had my friend Darby put together um a shopping guidebook for me and it was mm-hmm. literally amazing yeah it was so useful and it was nice to have someone say this is what you wear mm-hmm. I was like that is what I wear yeah and I like that. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. And it took a lot of stress of shopping. Yeah. Honestly, because I love shopping and I love Same. clothes. But when there's a million other things going on, it falls to the wayside. Mm-hmm. And it was super, super helpful. Yeah. But again, developing a personal style is a skill. It is. I'm like just in the mood right now to just throw all of my things away oh, and I, just I start over. To. I'm just like, I just want to dress like... <sighs> I just want to be like classic. I want people to like look at me and be like, "Wow, that girl, she really has it together." And I got. One. I think that you do that very well. 
Thank like you. it's always put together. I'm trying. I just want stuff that I can really mix and match. I feel yeah, like sometimes that's, that's my issue because I'll like I used to be really attracted I want, like, to a like statement piece. Yes. And then it's like you look in your closet and, and what can you, you pair that pieces. with? Yeah. So I just need to get like some basics. I used to never wear t shirts and jeans. I thought I looked horrible. But this year I've been doing a lot of that and it's made me feel like oh, okay. Like you can you definitely cool. make t shirt and jeans elevated. Yeah. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. just have to accessorize. Yeah. Right shoes. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. So we have about six days left. Yes. What is on your mind and what, what else? On my mind? What is like that last to do list that you have? What's on there? Ooh, finishing all the permitting. Okay. Um, finalizing things with um, live artists. Mm-hmm. Um, just making sure all the musical performers everything they need production is good it's mostly just figuring out all the logistics of things load in times yeah. load out times uh security personnel mm-hmm. bar setup yeah liquor purchases merch it's like everything because everything right mm-hmm. when it, it's like everything has been planned then you have to kind of actually bring it together so right. it's really just the bringing together now, Which means everything again. So I'm, again, thinking about everything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you have to find your own security people? Yes. Or, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that was something that was, like, sponsored through the city. And then also, because I know you're Girl, not supposed to have. The city. I know, I'm sorry. I Right, and who am I to think that? But anyway, um, what was I about to say? Liquor permits, because you're not. I know with city parks, you can't have alcohol. So what did you have to do to like... You have to get um, a temporary liquor license okay. through the Michigan uh, Liquor License Committee, mm-hmm. Commission, okay. it's a C, um, which is not a terribly hard process. Okay. You have to work with a nonprofit um, and there are, you know, a lot of rules that you just have to abide by. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say a lot, but just rules that you have to make sure you abide by. Okay. Because um, they get it for the event on behalf of like you so you have to make sure that fiscally everything is taken care of because the last thing you want to do is put you know this nonprofit is helping you in yeah um muddy water so that it's not too bad um dpd you know has to sign off but once you pass it up to the state after you've got the dvds sign off Mm -hmm. they're usually just review and they don't do too much question asking okay um mm -hmm. cool what is it about Detroit and your upbringing that inspired you to start Kindred Media and Entertainment? You know, I it, it's hard to pinpoint. Mm-hmm. I think I've always just loved Detroit so intrinsically yeah. um, that it's hard to say this one thing mm-hmm. was it. Um, you know, I recently, I, I think maybe it was this this winter, I went to see the Motown musical yeah and i was like oh my gosh i'm very gordy <laughs> i was like pretty much yes. i was like i like there was a moment like where he went to stanley was like i know we don't want to touch you know our yeah. savings but he's like invest in me mm-hmm. like i have this idea like invest in me and i'm like oh my gosh it's literally me i'm like i need to text somebody right now and this is like me thinking i need to text somebody right now and mm-hmm. ask them for some money um <laughs> but just it's being from Detroit, it's so easy to see how much talent there is yeah. everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere, and I just it it blows me away that 
there's not as much talent, I think, on a national level as there should be. And yeah. we're starting to see more. Right. I mean, Haha ha Davis is like a great example mm-hmm. of like a comedian who's like now transitioned into like really having that national attention. Right. Um, but it's just it's not enough compared to the talent that's here. Mm-hmm. And I think more than anything, that is what drove me to do this. And it was also a combination of like just timing. So knowing I wanted to be an entrepreneur, knowing Detroit was going through this quote unquote revitalization and yeah. also me being like, I want to make sure that black people are very present. Yeah. Um, in that, mm-hmm. I don't know. So it was a lot of things, a culmination of things that came together for me to be like, I'm doing this. But mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of like Detroit, it's just Detroit is Detroit and you just love it and you want to give back to it. So there's not like one thing yeah. in particular other than my love for it. Mm-hmm. And were you involved in, like, the arts growing up? No. (laughs) I was an athlete. Okay. I played soccer. I remember this. Yes. I thought I was going to be, I can't believe I'm not, I didn't play in the last World Cup. Like, that was, (laughs) that was, is it too late? Is there still time? It's too late. Okay. It's too late. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, I don't, but I always enjoyed the arts. Like, my parents always did a good job of making sure, you know, we're quote unquote culture and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um. But I really, I thought I was going to play soccer until I was 17. Okay. So then, you know, when I got to college campus, I did join the fashion org. I always loved dressing. Like, Mm -hmm. I always loved clothes. I was the most fashionable. Mm -hmm. Best dress. I always say that's crazy. Wow. That's why we get along. It is. But I always (laughs) say it's crazy that I got best dress at Country Day. Mm -hmm. Where I went, when I'm like, these kids have so much money. And they just didn't do anything with it in Mm -hmm. terms of style. See? But again, here comes the personal style again. Because you can have um, so many expensive things, but if you don't know how to dress, then it's whatever. It's done so. So when I look back, I'm like, I guess there are moments that showed me, like, I wanted to be in the creative realm. Because mm-hmm. I, I think in high school, I thought to myself, I'd be like a sports agent. I was like, oh, I'll be a female sports agent. Yeah. That'll be too cool. Then I was like, I'll do everything. <laughs> I was like, I'll be, I'll manage artists and I'll, you know, I don't know. So I've always loved the arts, but never specifically thought I was going to have a career in like media entertainment until college. Mm-hmm. I think when I was like 19, 20, I was kind of like, hmm. Yeah, I hit you. Yeah, and it started obviously thinking I was going to work in the fashion industry. I want right. to be a buyer. Yeah. Then I learned more about buying and I'm like, okay, this is not actually cool. Too you don't much actually math. It's, right, it's like all math, all numbers and it's nothing about the intrinsic yeah. of style mm-hmm. and clothes. I was like, oh no, that's yep. not going to work. <laughs> This is so funny because I, too, <laughs> thought that. And then yeah. I was just like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no, this is good. I think <laughs> I interviewed with Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. And you have to wear black every day. And I was Girl. like, what? I was like, <laughs> I was like, how can this be a fashion organization? And you're forcing your employees to wear black every right. day. I was like, okay. To wear a uniform. Yeah. So then it got to, okay, well, I know I'm going to be an entrepreneur because I just know I can't work for someone for the rest of my mm-hmm. life. Like, can't do it. Yeah. Um. Then I, like, really got into, like, art my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things I'm definitely going to do within the ni- next five years. I'm going to say this out loud. Okay. This first time I, like, said it. I'm definitely going to open an art gallery. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. That's something I'm, like, five years. I can do that. Okay. I'm actually, I'm hoping next time uh, Hatch Detroit comes around, I'm going to apply. Okay. Hopefully, I want to open a retail store. Mm-hmm. So, I have a lot of things I want to do. Yeah. Now that like was within this like media and entertainment and mm-hmm. like the creative realm, I love that. 
an art gallery would be great because I feel like there's not a lot of young. Well, are there any young people that have art galleries? No, not anymore. I yeah. mean, Baltimore Gallery mm-hmm. was so huge. And, yeah, <laughs> and that's just sad. I so, know. No, we do. We need yeah a new place. And also, I just in terms of an art gallery, I think for me is that I can see how like we have art shows, right? yeah. And people throw shows, and it feels like there's so many of our peers that come, mm-hmm. and that's great because we're supporting each other, right? But I don't have enough money right now to invest in to a invest piece. in a piece of I art, know. and I am lucky enough to have a community of black professionals who are, and so I hope to be able to like bring those two worlds mm-hmm. together. I like having that. Having an art gallery, yeah. So speaking of more of your branding expertise Mm -hmm. um you also work full-time see this is what i'm talking about because everybody in detroit has a second job or like something that they do on the side and that's something that i've always just loved about us because like we don't stop so um like i was saying you work full-time with ignition media group and so you do event management and brand positioning for the company yes so can you talk more about your job and then kind of how that intertwines with what you're doing with kindred yeah absolutely i started this job in January, um, Dennis Archer Jr. is the principal of the company who mm-hmm. my mom went to law school together. Okay. So I think she sent me, I think he posted something about we're looking, we're hiring. She was like, oh, Leah, look at this. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll look. Um, but, you know, went to have the conversation and when it was like you'll be doing event management, helping with branding, it just was uh, a good move mm-hmm. because I'm definitely um, in the place where I can learn a lot about event management yeah. without it necessarily being my events all the time. Right. Um, and it's also good to learn the client-facing business mm-hmm. as well when it comes to branding and things of that nature. For sure. Because um, it's really easy to be like, I, you need to do this. Right. Like, this is what you need to do, but also recognizing that clients want mm-hmm. what, what they, they want. want. Um, and trying to find a balance between pushing, like I have this one client right now, I'm like, really just need a DJ. You yeah. You need to, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's it's cool, though. It's a really good learning experience. Um, I'm able to do large-scale events, like just like um, the Glamour mm-hmm. party, which is the after party for the charity preview, yep. which was amazing. I literally started my job January 7th, and that was the 18th. Yeah. So, like, 11 days. And I felt like I planned the whole party. Yeah. Um, it was a good time. Oh, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. So, being able to do things like that is just a great experience. Um, we're working on something new. Okay. That I'm kind of spearheading, which is going to be really cool in the fall. Um, again, working on the next Glamour. So, it's cool. I get to do events yeah. for work. Right. Which I love. Yeah. So, it's a great it's a great fit. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then the you. brand positioning is something... For me, that's not my strength. Like event management is definitely my strength. And mm-hmm. the brand positioning is something that I'm able to learn through the process. Yeah. Um, which is super helpful. It's like interning. You know what I mean? Right. Like actually getting to put these skills that you have think that you think you've, you know, mm-hmm. created into the real the real life situation. And so it's it's great to be able to be in a job that actually helps me strengthen the skills that I want for myself yeah and just moving forward in general mm-hmm. professional development is definitely yeah key. it's it's definitely a job where I feel like okay I'm on the path of what I want to do yeah which is great where do you see kindred in five years mm, in five years I see it 
Heart Plaza. Okay. For sure. Two stages, mm-hmm. regional and national acts. Um, again, big emphasis on Detroit acts, obviously giving them that platform. I definitely see people coming in from Chicago, Toronto, across the Midwest, New York, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my goal for it is definitely to have the impact in the city that something like movement has. Okay. Um, that's definitely where I wanted to be. And I always say movement was started by like a black guy who loved yeah. music. And, mm-hmm. you know, things have happened that things have changed have happened. it. <laughs> but it was. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so I can do that you too. You definitely can. I can do that too. Um, it's definitely the feeling, you know, national sponsors. International I see it. I see it. Yeah. International sponsors. <laughs> I just. I don't know. It's it's crazy because I can see it and it's hard to verbalize. Cause I'm like, wow. Yeah. Um. But I, how it feels when you drive past movement when movement is taking place is how I want it to feel. And you know, I know I'm like, you know, take your time. It won't be as in like you know as detailed as. But I I see it being in Heart Plaza in five years. Okay. I see two stages. I see the regional national acts. Mm-hmm. I see it. I see it too. This is great. It's crazy. I see the vision. It's really crazy. But <laughs> the vision is there. Yeah. The vision is there for sure. For sure. So we have two listener questions. The first one is from Social in the City from Instagram. Hello, mm, Amber. Hey, Amber. <laughs> she says, What does your dream life look like? Mm, my dream life. My dream life looks like 35, married with kids. Mm hmm. And the freedom financially and the freedom earned to pursue, create the business endeavors that I want for myself. That means, you know, starting to plan out my launch of my boutique hotel line. Mm -hmm. Um, Real estate opportunities, growing kindred into like a real like media entertainment, whether that might be like now, you know, we're streaming and we just produce content and we can, you know, back black creators mm-hmm. across the country, across the world. Um, I, I honestly like freedom. Yeah, and that's what I feel like it is. I feel like right now I don't want to say I don't feel free because mm-hmm. I do but there's still restrictions right with fin- financial ability right um where by the time I'm 35 I really want to like because I have a track record of success mm-hmm. anything I want to do I can do yep because people know I can actually do it mm-hmm. um and achieve you know any endeavor that I'm pursuing mm-hmm. um so yeah like at 35 and I feel like 35, I think Serena's 35 right now. Beyonce's yeah. like 36. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. That seems like a good age. And yes, I feel like Beyonce is really in her prime right now. You know, know what I'm why. saying? Yeah. I don't know why, but it feels like 35 is like now. I'm like, oh. Yeah. 35 is what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing Beyonce right now and I'm seeing Serena right now. Yeah. And I'm like, they they know who they are. They're right. really confident in themselves. They figure out their brand where everything they does just makes sense. Mm-hmm. They're making amazing deals. Yeah. I'm like 35. People say your 30s are really like where it's at. No, but. I cannot wait. Like, I mean, I can wait to my 30s. <laughs> right. Like, I need to prepare for my 30s Girl, right now. Yes. But I think that that's why I'm like 35. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have see, it together. I can just see my best life. Yeah. So it's definitely, um, you know, 
traveling all the time mm-hmm. is definitely my dream life. That is something that, for me personally, has fallen to the wayside. Okay. Obviously, like I was saying, when all my financial, yeah. you know, extras go to throwing a festival, mm-hmm. there are no extras, right? right. So traveling is, uh, takes a big hit. Like I used to spend like two weeks in New York and mm-hmm. I haven't been in two years now. Okay. Like, you know? Yeah. So I have to figure that out. Um, but that, my dream life, yeah, my dream life is definitely like 35, mm-hmm. prime. I I know myself. I know what I want to do. And I can pursue things with the freedom to know that I can raise the funds for it. Mm-hmm. I can build a team around it. Mm-hmm. Just being able to, I think, everyone says, like, the first meal is the hardest. Girl. <laughs> um, and I'm once you get, get to there. it, you just have to, like, flip it and keep flipping it and flipping it. Yeah. Um, and by 35, like, I already want to definitely be well within. Yep. My your tenth million. My tenth million. <laughs> um, but yeah, my dream life honestly looks like thirty five. Can pursue any business endeavor I want. I built a house in the bayous of Louisiana where I can go to get away at any time. Mm-hmm. No one knows where I am <laughs> because there's no there's no Wi Fi. Low key Leah. Low key Leah. Um, yeah, freedom. That's yeah. what my my dream life looks like. Freedom to live and pursue and be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And then my friend Asma wants to know, and you touched on part of this already, is what have been the most challenging and most rewarding aspects of putting on the festival? So obviously we know the challenging part Yeah, is the money. The money is so challenging. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally, the February before the first one, I was like, I'm not doing this. And I, I was quit. Gonna, I, you know, I was quitting. Oh, no. You no, know, I was like in such a terrible, I was like, oh, I quit. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because so you did have a, a lot going on at once. Like you said, condo, festival, and it's like yeah. back to back. I was like, back. maybe I shouldn't be doing all this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because I'm so used to doing a lot. And that mm-hmm. was the moment I was like, maybe I'm just really doing too much. I need to, like, relax. Mm-hmm. I need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've had plenty of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to have a moment later tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think the most rewarding part is... Right, so I have some artists on the lineup who were on the lineup last year. Okay. It's when I sent out the flyer to them, and they're like, oh, shit. Like, you have so many people on here. Like, I'm so excited to do mm-hmm. it again. And it's when I see artists who are on the lineup out, and they're like, oh, I'm working on my set. And I can tell how excited they are for uh-huh. the platform. And so when it hits me how excited people who are involved in it are for it mm-hmm. is definitely one of the most rewarding yeah. feelings that people are like oh I'm performing at Kindred like right see my performance yeah Morgan was just posting about because she was at the sidewalk festival mm-hmm. this weekend and so she's like I'm ready for Kindred and I was yeah just like, oh. so things like that is what's yes. rewarding to see how excited other people are about mm-hmm. it is what's rewarding and again like I said my reward is not financial right now by yeah. any means so it really is feeling the appreciation of like my my peers and the people who I'm like you know in my mind doing this for. Mm-hmm at the end of the day, is by far the most rewarding. Yeah. Love. It's someone coming up and saying, that was like the blackest thing I've gone to. Yes. Yeah, that's that's a reward. You should like make that the tagline, the blackest event you'll ever go to. <laughs> Honestly, I might <laughs> have to steal that. Right. I'll give you a cut. Girl, I know it's fine. <laughs> um, so thanks, y'all, for those listener questions. I just have a few more before we're done for the day. 
Um, hmm. What does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Mm. What does it mean to be a damsel in Detroit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think for me, being a damsel in Detroit means making my own way. Right? Like saving myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm doing that by creating my own lane and path. Because, I mean, who knows how to throw a festival? Who knows who how to knows? do a lot of these things that, you know, we're trying to do? Yeah. It's just, like, start it and see how it goes and figure it out and make adjustments along the way. Mm-hmm. So I guess being in a damsel, a damsel in Detroit for me is figuring out how I make Detroit my own. Yeah. And save myself within all of it. Because it is ours. It and is. I don't want us to forget that, like... We were here first. <laughs> yeah, no, Detroit is ours. And so it's, yeah, it's just figuring it out. Yeah. Figuring it out. And who knows how long that's going to take. Because some days I'm just like, well, I, I feel ever? like it's a continual process. Yeah. Like I said, even like in my dream life when I'm 35, there'll still be, right? Like I'm going to mm-hmm. want to launch a boutique hotel. Yeah. More research. More, more research. Investing. More international business, understanding yeah. laws and legalities. Import, like, you know what I mean? All mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Like yeah, you never know. You like never you stop never learning. Know. Yeah, I was talking to my grandma about that. Cause she's like, she turns eighty nine tomorrow. Yay, grandma! Happy birthday, grandma! Happy birthday, grandma! Um, she's like, I don't know. How do I? I don't know. I don't know how to deal with arthritis at eighty nine, mm-hmm. and I don't know how. Like you know, er, at every point in life, you don't know what you're really yeah. doing. And so I'm kind of honestly, when I realize that, it has taken a lot of the pressure of being perfect. Yeah, off because that's never gonna happen, mm-hmm. or even feeling like I know what's going on because. You literally don't. Yeah. You never know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then even if you do, anything could happen. Like, I think just the most important part is just, like, doing as much research as you can, being prepared mm-hmm. for the worst, um, but also being prepared for the best. Yeah. Um, And just trying to be confident in yourself, which I feel like you're doing. Like, Thank you. Yeah. You know what? I have to jump back to what's most rewarding mm-hmm. is, and I realized this because I had a huge, like, moment friday like i was like oh my gosh what am i about to do (laughs) um it's really rewarding to see my growth yeah within it as a business person Mm -hmm. and just as a a regular human being um in terms of how i react Mm -hmm. to the tough things yeah um i'm very very proud of yeah how that has like i february was ready to quit now i'm like no the festival is gonna happen yeah i just have to find a way Mm mm-hmm and I'm like way more relaxed. If this was happening this time last year, I would be freaking out. Yeah. Um, so that's personally the most rewarding is seeing like my growth uh-huh. through the process and how it's helped me become more com- confident in yeah. my abilities and level headed amongst the shit mm-hmm. when shit gets sticky, like being like, Okay, breathe, relax, think you can figure this out. Like, you can think your way through this. Like, yeah. you can do it. Something that my um, parents have always told me is just like, or pointed out is like, pay attention to how people react when there's a crisis. Mm-hmm. Because that is so important. Um, just really trying, and I know it can be difficult, but really trying to stay level headed and really trying to be more solution oriented as far, you know, rather than like reaction based yeah. is like, so important because you can get flustered and you can get mad, but then it's like, okay, then what? You still yes. have a problem and it still needs to get right. fixed. Like Friday, I literally like, I was so flustered mm-hmm. and I gave my, I like literally like five minutes, like I could barely talk. Mm-hmm. My heart was racing. I was getting hot. Mm-hmm. 
And I just had to like, I literally went outside, went to the river, mm-hmm. walked for a second and came back and was like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. And so I was allowing myself to have that emotional reaction mm-hmm. because not isn't really helping at the end of the day. And then just start problem solving. Yeah. Start yeah. problem solving. Last year, our production guy dropped out the Monday before the festival. Stop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was on my way back from Toronto, like getting ready to go to the Beyonce concert. Girl. <laughs> this is the worst situation. <laughs> and I'm like, ever. oh, I'm like, I'll think about it after the concert. <laughs> but, you know, so. I'm like, so I'm like, I can figure, I can figure anything out. Oh my goodness. It's how I feel. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So a follow up question I have for that is what is something that you did last year that you would like never do again with festivals moving forward? I don't, I don't know. There might be some, there not, there might not be anything that's like, it went terrible. Like something like one piece went terrible, honestly. Mm -hmm. Which is knock on wood. I mean, that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the whole. Th- I mean, a festival is a festival. And yeah. It's a commit. The only thing I'm like, I would never throw a festival again. Because <laughs> 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 it's like, t- yeah, it's like a whole thing, you know. You yeah. Take all of it, or you leave okay. all of it. Um. So I don't. I definitely thought like I could never do this again. Mm-hmm. But then, who would I be <laughs> if I never did it again? Yeah. So, and here we are. And here we are. Again. Again. <laughs> and we'll be here next year. Yes, we and will. the year after that. Mm-hmm. And 10 years later. Period. <laughs> so can people still purchase festival tickets? And then if so, where can they go? And we can talk about pricing um, so that people aren't like, because I looked on the website yesterday, the early bird tickets are gone, you guys. They're gone. Okay. So yeah, we're no longer early we're birds. We're no like longer early birds. <laughs> <laughs> and then what are some important things I need to know maybe about like what kind of bags to bring? Mm-hmm. Um, can cameras come if they don't have permits and stuff? I looked on the FAQ, so I know all of this, but I want y'all to know. <laughs> I like that people look at the FAQ. This is why I like you, Evan. Thank you. I'm I, thorough. I don't think a lot of people look at the FAQ. No. <laughs> I appreciate people like you. you I know, really do. Thank you. Um, yes, tickets are forty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, gates open at noon. They'll close at ten thirty after our last performer. I recommend bringing small bags. Mm-hmm. Um, no food or drink is permitted. There's food trucks and bars there. You can get water there. Um, I mean, you know, it's a pretty simple. We are, you know, kids can come under the age of 10 for free, which okay. I'm happy about because I love kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, why shouldn't the kids be there? Mm-hmm. Everything needs kids. It's not black if the kids aren't there. Um, Honestly. But, yeah, for media, um, if you're interested in covering it, there is a form you can fill on our website so mm-hmm. we can just, you know, get more information on you, give you, you know, entry, things of that nature. Um, you definitely can bring your camera. Okay. Um, if you go through us and you're like a special media person, mm-hmm. you know, we'll give you more access to artists and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, to talk with them, things like that, or uh, coordinate interviews, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, all the jazz. Yes. Um, you know, we help facilitate if you co- go through us, but you can definitely bring your camera. Mm-hmm. Um, video now. Okay. But you can bring a camera. Okay. Um, but I mean, I'm like, it's not, it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, strict rules of behavior, no belligerence, no okay. 
rudeness to anyone for any reason. Don't be out or there you will fighting. be out the door. Okay. Real quick. I do not put up with that. <laughs> no. Me the, either. None of the phobias. Yes. Like, I don't even have to go through it. None of the no. phobias. You'll be out so quick. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> out so quick. But you know, go to our website, www.kindredfestival.com. Um, you can, like you said, there's a FAQ, Frequently mm-hmm. Asked Questions page. You can check out, you can buy your tickets right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to go a bunch of in-betweens. But you know, it's it's a festival, so it's actually, I, I try not to check the weather too much, but it's supposed yeah. to be great. Um, but again, I try to check the weather too I much because I'll jinx it. I never check it. I'm just like, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to... Our website, buy your ticket, see if there's any questions you want to ask. If you have a question that's not answered, you can reach out to us at contact at at kindred-media.com. We are more than welcome to answer any further questions anyone has. Um, And just expect a good time. Don't bring a big bag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't bring food thinking you can bring it in. Yeah. Don't bring drinks thinking you can bring it in. Don't bring the water bottles. It's not really water. Get right. drinks there. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I'm excited. Yeah. No, I'm just excited. It's gonna be good. Can't believe it's here. I genuinely can't believe it's here. And then lastly, where can people connect with you on social and on the web? On the web. On the find web. me at I am Leah Hill on everything because I am Leah Hill. Okay. There's I even have no a website. Others. It's not updated or anything since mm-hmm. like college. But okay. I have it. Okay. I have my domain. It's a cute picture of me up there. <laughs> well, let's. What's the link so we can go look at the cute picture? <laughs> I am <laughs> The consistency. The consistency. I love it. Yes. Um. And then, what about Kindred? Where can people follow Kindred on social? Kindred.me on Instagram and Kindredxme on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. We'll be on there talking. Okay, y'all do very active on social, which I love. Are you doing your own social or somebody Girl, else yes. doing it? See. Ugh. I, when I say I'm doing, I'm juggling so much. It's really crazy. <laughs> There's power in each one of your braids. No, <laughs> no literally. I, I do have to remind myself. I'm like, I'm a powerful ass okay. bitch. Okay. Period. Yes, I love it. Well, thanks for coming, girl. Thank you for having me. Yes. I enjoyed this conversation. Good. I love when we can just sit down and chat. So. I know. It's like, you know, we're at, it's like we're at the condos. I know. With our wine. Yes. We Only need to do not. that again. I know. <laughs> we need to just be. Back in the condos and our sweats yes. and our sweaters. You know, wine. I'm trying to go vegan. I think. Are you? Oh, truly. Okay. I know. Well, when are you doing this? So I started with Monday through Wednesday for sure. Okay. But my skin has cleared up a little okay. bit. Like I feel a lot better. That's so I'm good. kind of like, I'll eat meat if like yesterday I had like a turkey sandwich. Okay. Today I had a piece of turkey bacon. Okay. So I'm just still cutting down on how much meat I'm consuming. Okay. And just being uh, really thoughtful about how, eating more vegetables okay. and, like, you know, all the good stuff. So, well, post. But I don't know if I can, like, get rid of cheese because I need cheese crackers and wine. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just things. Oh, I know. I <laughs> um, so, post festival, we'll have to have, like, a, a debriefing. Yes. A debriefing a, wine. Yes. <laughs> and, like, wine and cheese. Well, if you want cheese, yeah, no, wine and cheese. Just we'll plan it for Thursday. Or I can just make you some Brussels. Whatever. 
We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm like, I want cheese. Okay. I deserve cheese. <laughs> you do. <laughs> so, as always, you guys, I want you to remember that Detroit Girls do it better. I'm so happy Leah came and talked to us today and get your tickets. Don't be texting her trying to ask for that early bird rate because no, I don't have it anymore. She doesn't have it, and she's busy. I'm busy, so just I'm sorry. Yes, don't no, don't be sorry. Go through the process, (laughs) get your tickets like a regular person, and we will see y'all next Saturday. And I will be back in the studio next week. Bye. Bye.